Well, hey everyone, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness and the host for today's episode where we are going to continue the conversation with our phones. Well, we're not gonna talk with our phones, but we're gonna talk about our phones and continue this conversation to find ultimate phone freedom. I hope these have been blessing you. I haven't been pulling any punches. And if you're still listening, oh my goodness, I am absolutely certain there's a big reward waiting for you. We have something special coming too, so be sure to keep listening. And I promise you, it's for everybody because it seems like everyone has a phone. But before I let you go to listen to that, I want to remind you that did you know we have a freebies page on the website? That's right filled with all kinds of goodness, freebies. Check out the free training resources we have for you. On that page, you will find workouts, webinar teachings, printable resources to help you keep training to love God, get healthy, be whole, and love others. And spoiler alert, what we have coming for you in a couple more weeks is going to be added to that freebies page. We are so excited to get to get into your hands content that won't just be here and gone. We don't do fads, we don't do trends here. We want to see the course of history change according to God's story, where we are His workmanship, created for good works, and your body is included in that too. All right, so get on over to that page, see if there's anything free that you haven't seen lately. Swipe on up and find those show notes. All right, enjoy today's podcast, get ready. <laughs> it's a good one. And be sure to let us know in, uh, leave a comment, a review of how perhaps this episode spoke to you. See you guys next time. Peace. Okay. Gather around everyone. It's time for Mama Keats to tell you a story. <laughs> there is one thing that I have a pet peeve in this life about. It's losing things. I love telling this story in our old home that we used to live in, uh, in the kitchen, I would wash dishes and over the dish, over the sink would be two shelves, two wooden shelves for, you know, plates and cups and things like that. And for whatever reason, I would take my earrings off when I was uh, in the kitchen and would put these earrings on this shelf, particularly one of these shelves that was directly over the sink. And I don't know why, it was just a habit. I think I would take them out at night, probably when I was watching TV, walk over to the kitchen and put it on that shelf. And at this particular time, I had these very favorite cherished pair of teeny tiny diamond earrings. We didn't have a lot of money. My husband bought them for me as I think probably maybe my fifth or sixth wedding anniversary, but they were diamond earrings. I'd never owned a pair. I loved them so And they were just really petite and tiny and they meant a lot to me. So I would, when I would take them out, I would always put them in this one spot on the shelf over the kitchen sink. Well, a couple days passed and I had forgot that I had put them there. And then I was ready to put them in and wear them out for the day and I couldn't find them. And enter the turmoil of my soul because I do not like losing things, especially when I know where I put them. So I began to search and search and I, I didn't want to tell my husband because I just didn't want him to think I didn't care and I maybe was a little embarrassed, some shame of, of losing them. So 
a week goes by and I'm looking on this shelf, looking in every ridge and crack of the wood, thinking maybe it fell into the granks. These are not carrot <laughs> diamond, re- diamond earrings, like, you know, tiny specks. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And one day I was looking again over the kitchen sink, trying to think. And at this point, I'm thinking perhaps they they fell into the kitchen sink. And my heart was like, do I tell Simon and take apart the sink to see if we can find him in there? This one particular day, Simon saw me looking at this place, this space again. He goes, what are you looking for? And so I went ahead and told him, I cannot find the diamond earrings you bought me. And my heart just was sad. So my husband is a fixer. I call him the fixer. Even if you don't ask him to fix, he's going to try and fix it. So he's like, let me look around. So he starts looking around. You guys, on that shelf, he just thumbs around and reaches. And within maybe two, a minute or two minutes, he finds the diamond earrings, which I had searched several, several times over and over for. He grabs them and he opens his palm and he just gives them to me. And by the way, at this particular time in our marriage, my husband was an atheist. He was not interested in anything with, to do with God, um, kind of tolerating what God was doing inside of me. And he reaches and opens his palm and says, here they are. And I grab those earrings and the first thing I say is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I was like the woman who finds the lost coin celebrating. Thank you, Jesus. And when I get done with my thank you, Jesus, he's standing there with his palms still open looking at me and he goes, what about me? (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks to you, too. Thank you. And I still remember that story because it felt like something lost was found. But maybe even more than I hate losing things, I hate things being stolen. But see, that's more rare. It's not often that I think I'm being robbed because being robbed is very evident. We actually did have our home broken into our last home one time. And it was it was a big break in while we are away on vacation And it's just violating. If you've ever had anything stolen or broken into someone else in your home rummaging and ransacking, it is personal. So I would have to say maybe worse. No, for sure. Worse than losing things is having things stolen. But I'm not aware so much of what is being stolen as to what I have lost. Because again, when I lose things, I know where I put it. Why isn't it there? It's crazy making. I share this story with you because we are continuing this discussion of taking back our lives from our phone. And what are we taking back? What is it are we taking back? We're taking back what's been stolen. And the number one thing that we have to own is what is being stolen from us in relationship to an unhealthy relationship to our phones is time. Time is the most valuable substance we possess that is bigger or or next to faith. Faith is something we're sure of, but it's a substance that is unseen. And time kind of feels that same way. And when you marry faith and time, you get results. You get a fulfilled promise. Patience and time. Having faith and patience 
for your faith, over time, things happen. But if we lose one, the other one will fall apart. So we need to get back time. It's so important, you guys, this quote, this is from a quote from Charles Darwin. Uh, and if you all know this, he's an atheist. This is a man who has no desire to know God. Uh, would say, I have a theory that atheists really aren't atheists because they're so adamant about proving there's no God, <laughs> that there's something there that wants to make that fight. I think real atheists are apathetic. They don't really care. So they're not going to defend anything. But that's a side note. That's for free. Charles Darwin says this, a man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. Yes, Charles, you are correct, right? Hey, God can speak through donkeys, everyone. Truth, this type of, of little T truth, it's true. That one who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life, right? We know this. Our, our minutes make up our hours, our hours, our days, our days, our weeks, our weeks, our months, our months, our years, our years, our lifetime, our destiny. The Bible says in Psalm 90, 12, so to each us to number our days that we might get a heart of wisdom. Be aware of your days. And, and what makes up a day? It is these minutes and these moments. Ephesians 5.16 says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. According to Rescue Time app, this is an app that um, people download and it can help measure how often people are on their phones. The average person spends three hours and 15 minutes a day on their phone. The average. That's average. That means the, the middle point. And I would dare to say it is probably higher for most. But we'll give three hours and 15 minutes. Think of what you could do with three hours and 15 minutes a day, everyone, a day. Did you know that in 30 minutes a day, if you were to take 30 minutes a day to read a book, you would have a book a week. You would have read a book a week. And we know of what research is telling us, it is the people that can read and hold one thought. That's usually with a book. You got to get in there and stay in there. And hopefully it's written well enough to keep you wanting to move along, but to keep one stream of consciousness and thought on a subject matter for that long, perhaps a week, 30 minutes a day, you will know something. You will have learned something and can share it. Even if it's a fiction book you read, that it does something to your brain and your cognitive skill and ability that scrolling can never do. Even your Google searching to some degree, because it's so fast, you get the results fast, you don't get that same type of cognitive flexibility and resilience of when you go into deep thought, like something like a book. 30 minutes a day, just 30 minutes a day. When we're spending three hours and 15 minutes a day on, on our phones. Now, I know a lot of you listen. I use my phone a lot. I am not here to trash the phone. I'm going to be using this phone. I, I know it's what's part of the call that I'm on, but I've got to get over it. I need to master this thing. This thing cannot master me because time. I have a destiny. You have a destiny. But that is not going to be achieved unless we take account of our time. 
The average person picks up their phone 58 times a day. I was talking this subject on our team, on my uh, staff, and a lot of us are high, even higher than that. What, but we're, we're, we're getting sober. We're like, that is ridiculous. I don't need to touch my phone that much. And everyone, all we're doing in this series, if you've noticed, I haven't told you to do anything. I'm just asking you, let's just drop the pin. Let's just think about this for a while without fear of condemnation or shame, just to become curious about our relationship with the phone. Because God does want to do something immeasurably more, but he needs our time. Our, our deep reasoning and thought that we lose when we spend excessive times on our phone. Just as calories are a measurable unit of energy that makes up your diet, your health, minutes are a measurable unit of energy that makes up your life and ultimately fulfills your destiny. Stop stolen time, everyone. Fulfill your life. Remember, the thing worse to me than losing something is having something stolen fulfill your call. Jeremiah 29 11, right? Y'all know this. God means it. His word is still true. I'm going to read this and I want you to receive it like you've never heard it before. What if you had never heard these words before and someone came to you and said, you know what? This is what God thinks concerning you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope Now I'm going to keep going. Reverse 12, reverse, verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. These are connected. God knows the hope and the future he has for us, but it has to do with us turning and calling upon him and seeking him. What if I was to scroll and search and search for him? Here's what I know. I will find him and so will you. And the enemy of all that is good, the one who kills, steals, and destroys, the thief who does not come in like a gentleman through the gate, he climbs over and sneakily comes in, hands us a little enticement and off to the races we go. He does not want you to wake up to this. He's against your wholeness. And, and that's why I feel like this, uh, this series is really a, to help us all. We, we can do a sugar fast. We can do the little way. We can do all our challenges and all these things we're doing. But I, I'm very convinced that if we don't pay attention to the time that we are living in and get a, pull, a, a broader perspective of the, the sea that we're swimming in, the waves that we're up against, my gosh, it's like we're trying to, to unsink our boats with thimbles to clean the, or to, to dump the water out. Meanwhile, we're just getting crashed upon with this wave of demands of notifications and emails and texts and things that we have lost control of. So what do we need to do, right? Well, we need to get back time. Seize the day. Seize the day. Seize the day. I don't know if you all know, we have a, a wellness journal, um, that it, the Move and Love Wellness Journal. Uh, and it, the big thing about it is 
it's not just a, hey, it's, it's actually, it's not a food log. It's not count your calorie kind of thing. It actually is about you getting a vision for your life. Where is God wanting to lead you? And then the way you get there is little by little, minute to minute, moment to moment. In that journal, we ask you every day to uh, read the word and then kind of wring it out, apply it to your life, and then sit down and come up with the top three things you are to do that day. Just three things. And it's so powerful. It's so wonderful. We also ask you the questions of what will you need for your mind? What will you need for your emotions? What are you going to need to prepare yourself to, to be ready? Because the enemy does not want you to do those three things. He doesn't want you to actually, you just read the word and now you're going to apply the word and go do the things that you need to do today. Even if it's just go get your car cleaned and clean up that mess in the garage, whatever it is, or make the phone call, sign up for the program, write the paragraph that will eventually lead to the book, whatever it is. He wants to interrupt that, but we have to continue to show up and have a plan for the day. Now we know the Bible says that man makes plans, but the Lord directs his steps. That's why we have to start with the word. Okay, God, tell me who you are. God, you come and test me. You come and know me and tell me what are my top three things. It's amazing. We can, we really can make the most of our day. And I also encourage you, I use part of my journal. I use to, uh, just map out my hour by hour, my play by play. And I, listen, I hold it very loosely. For example, today, I wasn't planning on recording this. I thought I'd be done today. But then I was looking at my tomorrow and I'm like, you know what, tomorrow's Friday. I'm thinking maybe I could do this now and then have less workload tomorrow. So I moved things around. I'm not stuck to anything. I'm not married to anything. But it sure feels good to look back at the end of the day and say, I knew where my time went. And I didn't get stuck in a mindless scroll. Social media analysts and people who have created social media and these a lot of these apps, they will tell you that they have designed the, these apps and programs to be much like a slot machine. That, and even if you think about it, look at your mobile phone if you're on Facebook or even on Instagram, if you pull it down, it does a reset spin and something new comes to the top, right? And you can keep doing that over and over to see if it got, if the algorithm got it right for you. It's a slot machine. So what we need to do, friends, is stop playing the slots. Come on. I want you to get a picture right now. Anyone been to Vegas? I've been there. Oh, this just, it's, it's a rough place if you are a person who likes clean air and to smell good in daylight and wind on your face. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stimulation, a lot of lights and bells and whistles. And no, I mean, really, it is the kind of the epitome. If you walk through a casino floor, that is probably what it feels like inside our minds that are stuck in the information media uptake all the time bells and whistles and lights people shouting jackpot people walking away tearing up whatever is left of what they have left people just getting robbed i mean it is it is designed to speak to our limbic brain our pleasure seeking brain that is what a casino is designed they have they they engineer it so that you will be enticed to stay 
and spend. It's just like that with our phones in some ways, not always, but in some ways, and it's time for us to get honest about that. So we need less uselessness and more usefulness with our phones. John 10.10, we all know it. We've heard it. We've said it. Jesus's words, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are the thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The message version says, I came so they can have real life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Y'all, it's not going to be found in our phones. The NLT version of this, uh, John 10, 10, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I go back to the first day when we opened up this series. It really was to just say, do you feel better after time on your phone? Or do you feel a little more disconnected, frenzied, hazed, glossy? You got to answer that question. So just like David, who told his soul where to go, we must tell our time where to go. He's got to find the time and then spend it well and reap the reward like finding your diamond earrings. In Christ, what's lost can be found and what's stolen gets returned. And guess what? Not only does it get returned, but God will make the enemy pay interest. <laughs> you will get back what was lost and then even more. That's our God. He's not going to sit around and penalize you. Well, you wasted a lot of time. So when you pay back that time you wasted, then we'll talk about promotion. Nope. It happens today. It happens every time. And I mean this. Hear me. I want to grab you right now and draw you in close and train you with my eyeballs. Every time you just notice, man, I'm, 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 why am I here? And you put it down. That is a win. Oh my gosh, I just imagine the Lord just gets so excited and a great cloud of witness applaud and it increases in value. You get a return on interest in that. So I'm not asking you to move into the woods and do big things, but could we start with the little things? Just to notice. Just to notice. That's all we're asking right now. So we need... To play, we need to do more than play the slots, everyone. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. <laughs> this is what our days are about. The time that we spend investing in good works. Why? Because when we do that, it will produce a fruitfulness that mesmerizes, attracts. People wonder, how do you do that? Wait, you mean your family doesn't allow the phones past a certain time or on the table at dinner or whatever it is? Maybe for the next week until we talk again, maybe just look around. Become aware of how much other people are on their phone. We're not doing this to make ourselves better then. We just want to observe. 
Just observe, because guess what? <laughs> Their burdens are your burdens too. <laughs> we carry one another's burdens. And because there might be stuck in a slot machine loop of wasted time with their phone and just living in that, that limbic dopamine hit brain, well, you know now and you can do something. And I truly believe that everyone who acts in alignment with God is a prophetic act for mankind. It ripple effects. So it starts with us. We get free and we set others free. Okay, guys, I'm so having a good time with you on this. Listen, I'm living it out. And I also want to say this before I sign off. I'm going to pray before we go that this is not going to be a one and done. Like you're, you're, we are, this is going to be a constant evolution of coming back to have to check in with ourselves, check in with ourselves. It's no different than anyone who began a, a, a new journey towards health. It started small and then it stacked up over time. And now you look back over a year or two years or five years, you're like, I am not the same person, although I am prone to fall back into patterns. Should I not check my heart and trust the God who leads me and calls me out into his marvelous light away from a uselessness and a scroll of my phone? <laughs> All right. God, thank you for this time. I thank you that uh, you are um, preparing us for something. Lord, it's just, it's something. I get it. I know it, Lord, in a time we are so dependent on our phones to, to connect. And we're thankful for that. God, thank you that we can make phone calls and Zoom our aunts and uncles and grandparents that are, gosh, that are really sad and lonely. God, thank you for the gift of what it offers us. We are grateful people and we refuse to let our blessings be our burdens. So God, Continue to do this message inside of us. Have your way. Unlock us so that we become fully present people for the desires of your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>